Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The 11 to 1 show. Is that tasty evening snack that you love so much keeping you awake at night? Mm, More on this after Blondie and 11 to 1. Blondie and LMFM's 11 to 1. How are we doing this Tuesday morning? Hope you're keeping well. Sinead Brazel here with you. You can get in touch 086 1800 658. Oh, there's nothing like it, is there? Sinking your teeth into hot, buttery toast crunching into a bag of crisps or slurping into some noodles. We all do it pretty much every evening, I would say, in my house. It's a pre-bedtime snack and we know that eating too soon before bed can completely damage our sleep pattern. But, you know, there's some foods that we're just like, I want to have this. And I don't know what it is about that pre-bedtime snack. Are we trying to prolong the bedtime situation? Are we trying to cheer ourselves up? I don't know. But the sleep experts have revealed some foods that are great to have before sleep and some that are really not. So things that you think that you might, you know, be thinking, oh, I'm good, this is healthy. Not so with the sleep uh, experts, right? So that uh, toast that we love to sink our teeth into, you know, the nice, just a little bit of butter on it, nice and hot. That's keeping us wide awake. Yeah, the evening toast, it says... um, As tempting as a slice of toast can be to unwind in the evening, experts have revealed that this may be keeping your body more alert, hindering your sleep. So it's got loads of carbohydrates, refined carbohydrates, particularly the white bread as well. That's on the high glycemic index. Uh, So your blood sugar levels spike straight up, apparently, after consuming it as well. And then we kind of have a bit of a sugar crash, crash. So you can have the wheat toast, but they're kind of saying avoid the toast altogether. Mm. Also, this is surprising now and you might think, oh, this is very healthy. But chicken is actually slowing your body's uh, sleep schedule. So it uh, contains this kind of essential amino acid which promotes a healthy sleep schedule. But it may not be the best choice too close to bedtime because they say high protein foods like chicken and meat may be keeping you awake at a night. Our bodies use more energy and they take longer to break them down. So the high protein and things like salami, pepperoni, that kind of thing, that's all keeping our brains stimulated too long as well. So that's not good. We're thinking we're being very healthy with the chicken there. 
Now, what about uh, some other kind of healthy food which you'd be thinking, so, surely not. Apparently tomatoes are completely ruining our sleep as well. Now we know that they have so many different health benefits. You know, eat them for lunch, eat them in your breakfast. That's absolutely perfect. Great vitamin C, all that sort of stuff. But apparently consume too close to bedtime. They can cause havoc on your sleeping schedule because they're high in acidity. So they're triggering indigestion, heartburn, all of that stuff. No wonder you could be tossing and turning after eating a sort of a turkey chicken tomato sandwich before bed I'm wondering today on the show do you enjoy a pre-bedtime snack if so what is it I'd love to know 086 1800 658 I'm going to get into some more of these snacks that might be good for us or bad for us but I'm intrigued do you do this at home you know you've had a full dinner you know, but just want that little pre-bedtime snack. What are you picking? Uh, let me know. 086 1800 658. Hello. 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 I'm Harry. The best mix. LMFM. Mr. Harry Styles, adore you. Playing that especially for Mary Matthews. She says she's out on a lovely day out walking through the fields with her three dogs, Millie, Bo and Belle, enjoying the show. I'm very jealous because it is a glorious day out there, even though it is cold. Hope you're well wrapped up and enjoy the walk. Thank you so much for reaching out and getting in touch. Now, I'll get to some more messages on the pre-bedtime snacks that we're all enjoying. Plus, there's a really cool event uh, for Lego fans that's coming to Ireland. Really excited to tell you all about that. And I've got music from Noah Khan on the way. The 11 to 1 show. This is definitely one for the Lego fans and the, you really need to see the pictures of this for it just to, it's really wow, really, really is. So it's an interactive exhibition that features some of the biggest uh, Lego creations ever made. It is going to be coming to Dublin's Theatre of Light in March. So I'm talking life-size animals to fashion fantasy, all that in between. Okay, it's called Brick Shinery. It's the interactive Lego brick exhibition and it's coming across Europe and to the first time uh, after its success in Asia, Australia and the US, it is coming to Ireland. And the whole thing has been created by Ryan, the Brickman McNaught. Now, he is one of the world's leading uh, Lego brick artists and Lego certified professional. You can find more information about this event and himself and what he does on thebrickman.com. I highly recommend you check it out. Like this is just unreal the stuff that he creates out of Lego so it's coming to Dublin and it's going to be based around his book it's called The Brictionary Brictionary, The Ultimate A to Z of Lego and it's built to inspire the imaginations of fans of Lego of all ages and also challenge visitors with six interactive build zones so it's going to feature over 150 models from best-selling book uh, The Brictionary and uh, it's going to be on as well you know Lego Masters on Australia there's going to be a lot to do with that series as well um, so it's going to have 45 new brick models from the imaginations of the Brickman team ranging from life-size animals to space travel and I'm yeah it looks amazing from somebody that now was you know I could make maybe a house out of Lego that was about the height of it or you know like one of those towers that you just loved knocking over as a kid that was about the height of what I did with Lego but I'm just astounded by what people do actually create with this so it'll be coming to Dublin Theatre of Light in March so whether you are a kid or a big kid at at heart it's an unmissable experience that's for sure thebrickman.com for all of the information
Now a can stick season on LMFM's 11 to 1 seems toast eating toast before bed is a popular choice on 086 658 but according to the experts that is what is ruining your sleep now also things like we know the crisps right and the popcorn uh, so crisps right that's dehydrating your body overnight we know that might be easy to grab the cr- packet of crisps but they are so kind of high in salt and everything else so the, the salted nuts and crisps that's the worst thing uh, for a good night's sleep so they're saying avoid the salty food for at least two to three hours before bed however you may not have to sacrifice your movie night treats in order to get a better sleep because they're saying popcorn is rich in fibre and carbs and it also supports the production of feel-good chemical serotonin so that is one of the most important components of a great night's sleep so like many of the foods uh, that they're recommending here popcorn is very very good it's um, unlocking melatonin and serotonin that's regulating your sleep schedule so there you go popcorn over the crisps that's grand for the sleep yeah Uh, somebody else saying here cereal oh yeah now you see okay it has to be crunchy nut cornflakes okay like kind of fresh out of the box I'm going to say but it doesn't matter if it's not fresh out of the box and really like just you know nice little dash of very cold milk I mean that is heaven isn't it before bed as well I know it's probably loads of sugar it doesn't actually say anything here about cereal though funny enough but That is one of the top ones as well that someone else is recommending. Uh, Also, somebody else saying melted cheese on crackers. Now, that is that's like the after school snack that I used to absolutely adore as well. The melted cheese and crackers and my own kids love that as well. That is a lovely one. And you might be thinking, oh, cheese, surely not. Well, apparently string cheese, you know, the cheese strings. So this is perfect, apparently. So they're saying, do you wake up at night craving some unhealthy, sweet or savoury treats? Well, if you snack on a piece of string cheese, that might be the answer to the sleep disruption. Uh, packed with fats and proteins, it'll satisfy the hunger and craving through the night. And string cheese slowly digested by your body for a peaceful night's rest. So there you go. You can have that. So all those kind of things around cheese and maybe not eating cheese. I'd say it's like the full cheddar, like, you know, like the vintage cheddar or something like that. Maybe not that. But the string cheese is actually fine just before bed. Do you keep those coming in? What is your pre, your go-to before bed snack? I want to know this morning. 86 658 There's Westlife with Swear It Again. Now we are talking denim. Yes, it could be double denim. It could be just the jeans. It could be just the jacket. Whatever you want. The Alzheimer's Society of Ireland want people to host a denim day. We're going to be finding out more about this next. The 11 to 1 show. Friday, March the 1st. Why not don your denim and support a very worthy cause? The Alzheimer's Society of Ireland is encouraging us to host a denim day. So whether that is in your workplace, school or just among your friends, you can do that and help much raise much needed funds to continue the support services for people living with Alzheimer's or dementia. Joining me now to tell us more about this campaign is Hugh O'Donoghue. He's Communications Manager with the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland. Hugh, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. Good morning, Sinead. Great to have you on the show. Now, 64,000 people living with Alzheimer's in Ireland today. That is a huge number and it's startling to kind of see that statistic written down. It's it's quite high. It is, yes. And, you know, there's an estimated 1,603 people living in Louth with the condition too. Um, so, you know, it is something that, you know, one in three people 
in Ireland are estimated to be affected in some way by dementia. Either they know someone, a neighbour, a family member or a friend. So it, it is a condition that affects a lot of people. It really does. And then I see as well, one in 10 of these diagnoses are occurring in people under 65 as well, which is something people should be aware of. Like it's no longer seen as something that's just occurring in much older people. That's true. You know, I'm not a clinician, but there are instances where people, you know, as young as 40 can right. develop the condition. Yeah, so it, it's not, you know, there is this, um, uh, this, uh, you know, it's it's, Everyone just thinks it's a disease that affects older people, but it can affect people who are younger too. Yeah, and this is where the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland come in. And, you know, I know myself, I've had experience of family members uh, with this disease, both in, in my family and my husband's family. And it is really tough, not just for the person, but also on the on the family as well. So this is where the Alzheimer's Society is offering so much support. Tell us about your support services. Um, yeah, so I suppose specifically in Loud, we have um, our Dementia Advisor Service. Um, so our dementia advisor up in um, Loud is Maeve Montgomery. So I think she's often on LMFM, but she no, she's is, great. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, she's there to provide support um, from people, you know, on their dementia journey. And also we have daycare services in Treda Lodge in Drogheda and the Birches Daycare Centre in Dundalk and the Cooley Daycare Centre in Carlingford. So, um those are all available to people living in Loud too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, we have support groups, dementia cafes, uh, there's daycare at home in from Drada and the Dock, social clubs, and we also have our, our wonderful um, branches up there in um, Loud too. Yes, and you mentioned the Alzheimer's Cafe, and I know even in the County Meath as well, which is another area of ours here, main area, that there's the Alzheimer's Cafe have been, you know, really, really successful, a huge support for people as well. That's correct. And we also we have um, services in Mead too, um, and they're all available if you go on to alzheimer.ie. Or you can call our wonderful helpline on 1-800-341-341, and um, they can sign post you to... Um, where you can get the support and services that you need. Fantastic. And you're hoping to raise over three million this year to continue the services. Big target, you. but uh, the, the Irish people are always very supportive. That's true. You know, that's something that we, we see uh, year in, year out. Um, Irish people, I think there was reports that, <laughs> that Irish people are very generous. So we're very lucky in that regard. But I suppose with Denim Day, we're looking to raise 30,000 um, so, you know, we're just asking everyone. It's it's quite easy you know, to host a denim day. It's only two steps. Go on to alzheimer.ie, mm-hmm. register for your free pack. And that pack includes everything that you need, you know, posters, collection boxes. And then you can have a denim day wherever you may be. You know, as you were saying, it could be a, a school, office, crash, any workplace. Um, you know, I mean, could even have, possibly have one on a boat if you work there, too. Yeah, absolutely. Even in a radio station. Yes, you can, you can. And we we love denim here, There's, you know, because this is the beauty about radio. Nobody sees what you're wearing, so you can be super comfortable all the time. And I love, you know, fundraisers around sort of clothes and, and themes like this because, you know, everyone is going to have denim in the wardrobe. So it's very, very easy. And this is the sixth year of this. People really get on board with it and get really enthusiastic with it, don't they? They do, you know, we saw all kinds last year, people having their dogs in denim jackets <laughs> and um, it's, it's great to see, you know, the, the more creative, the better. Um, and, and yeah, people had denim outfits for their babies too, which is 
you know, it's all very cute uh, and fun. <laughs> it is. We love to see that. So how can, just remind us again, how can we sign up? Yeah, just go to alzheimer.ie and it's it's right in the top of the page. Click through there and I just have to fill out a quick form and then our wonderful fundraising team will send you everything you need to host a successful denim day. Fantastic and you're having fun and raising money for a much needed cause. Hugh, thank you so much for taking the time out to have a chat with us this morning. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much, Hugh O'Donoghue there. Denim Day. Get creative with this. We absolutely can. Alzheimer's.ie. That is where you're going to find all of the details and the actual day. It's Denim Day for Dementia. It's happening on Friday, the 1st of March. There's the foundations, build me up, buttercup. Very shortly, we are going back to 74, 1974. And an actress that has played royalty quite a few times popping up in the Northeast update. The 11 to 1 show. Their gigs in the Three Arena for May of this year sold out instantly, pretty much. It's great to have them back here. They are girls allowed. Girls Aloud, we're promising LMFM's 11 to 1. Now we're going to back in time to 1974 and a fantastic British actress is celebrating a big birthday today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 She played royalty a few times in her very, very long and successful career. But on this day in 1974, Olivia Coleman, English actress, was born. So big happy birthday to her today. And today is Croissant Day. Mm, there we go. Apparently the legend of the croissant came to be in 1683. The Turkish Empire laid siege on Vienna. They made several attempts to conquer the city but were unsuccessful so tried underground tunnels. But the bakers were working in the basement storerooms, heard the sounds of digging and alerted the city's army. So for their vigilance, the bakers received high honours and thanks for their assistance in outwitting the Turks. They celebrate the bread in the shape of a crescent moon. So there you go, which was the symbol of the Ottoman Empire, of course. Of course, so that's the story of how the croissant came to be. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's the script with superheroes still to come on the show. Irish actress tipped for Bond. Loud man brings his powerful one-man show to Meath and on Gardaí seek new recruits. That's all to come. The 11 to 1 show. Irish actress tipped for Bond. More on this after Adele. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Adele kicking off the second hour. Sinead Brazel here with you. And I think we need a little bit of fanfare. Yes. Oh, yeah. Bond. James Bond. Who will be the next one? That is not what I'm going to talk about. I am going to say, though, that uh, the Irish actress, Saoirse Ronan, is very much being tipped by the bookies to become the new James Bond girl in 007's next movie. This could be a major pivot for the actress. She does normally shy away from the big, big, big blockbustery stuff. But I think it would be very cool if she was kind of a quirky sidekick, maybe. Or 
I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, come on, Saoirse, get in touch with your inner bad girl. Yeah, I think she could do it. I think she'd be amazing at this. Um, so I'm up for her being a villain. I'm also up for her being sort of the quirky sidekick as well. You know, I think that she could bring a lot to the table in regards to this. So apparently she is in the running. Also, now she's facing stiff competition. Former Cory actress and Fool Me Once star Michelle Keegan, also a favourite. Yes, I'm thinking she could be good too. But I don't know if I see her as like, I definitely see her in a villain type role or, sorry Michelle Keegan, but maybe, you know, one of the girls that sort of gets killed off early, you know? in a tragedy caused kind of by Bond I'm thinking that scenario for her also we're talking to Bridgerton's Phoebe Denver is it? yeah Denver I don't know her second name anyway Bridgerton's Phoebe she's also in there as well now I'm not too familiar with her so I can't make any sort of jibes or assumptions about her but there you go I'm all for Saoirse Ronan being a Bond girl I want to see her go dark go you know Villainous. I think she could have a lot of fun with that. Look, we don't know. We're just going to have to watch this space. But as always, I'm always eager to hear more about Bond anytime I get a chance. So there you go. We'll keep you posted on the show. Now to more celeb news in The Buzz. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. Jake Gyllenhaal faces off with Conor McGregor in the first trailer for Roadhouse. It releases on Prime Video on March 21st. Here's a snippet. I should warn you, people have a certain way of getting things done around here. Hey, fellas. Looks like you're having a smashing I got a tip for you. Don't let no one get this close. Let me guess. You're going to threaten me? Tell me to get out of town? I get the impression that you can't be threatened. Once Knox is on the job, it's over, baby. Britney Spears has apologised to Justin Timberlake for some of the things she wrote about him in her book whilst praising his new song, Selfish. She wrote on her Instagram, If I offended any of the people I genuinely care about, I'm deeply sorry. I also want to say I'm in love with Justin Timberlake's new song, Selfish. It's so good. The Colour Purple is out in cinemas now and Golden Globe nominated actress Fantasia told us that her and her castmates had to surrender to their character as they filmed this new remake. I had to surrender to Celie. She mm. had to surrender to Sophia. We had to come up out of ourselves. Mm. So that means when we... So much. Of course, when we were on the trailers getting our wigs and our makeup done, we would be chatting, chatting about Freya, chatting about Kazaya, talking, talking, talking. But the switch came quickly when we got up on that set. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh, Hollywood. Why, oh, why would you remake Roadhouse, which is a fantastic movie? And why, oh, why would you put, oh, the idiotic Conor McGregor? That's me out of that one. Anyway, that's for sure. Anyway, at least we have good music to enjoy. Here's Maroon 5. This love... We're in five, this love. Now we're going to be talking about the devoted love a father has to his son as loud actor and writer Anthony Kinhan brings his powerful one-man show. It's called Unguarded. It's coming to Solstice Arts Centre in Navin this week. It's part of its national tour. We're going to catch up with Anthony next. Oh, L-M-F-M. 
the 11 to 1 show. The story of how a father's world falls apart as he battles through many obstacles to ensure a future for him and his son is being brought to the solstice stage in Navin this week by talented loud theatre maker, actor and writer Anthony Kinnahan. The play is called Unguarded and it very much highlights the vulnerable position many families find themselves in in Ireland due to the lack of reg- regulation around surrogacy in this country. I'm delighted to have actor and writer Anthony Kinnahan with me again. He's on the line. How are you getting on, Anthony? Hi, Sinead. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Great to have you back on the show. Now, the issue of surrogacy, legal rights of parents, uh, when it comes to surrogacy in this country, it is a huge, huge issue right now. Why did you decide to bring this story to the stage? What was it about that particular issue? Oh, well, look, um, just when I was afforded an opportunity by uh, the Drehid Art Centre in Drogheda to kind of expand my own horizons as an individual artist, because I usually work with Contessa Theatre, but they said, go and do your own thing. And I said, OK. So when I sat down with uh, a blank screen, um, Guarded was kind of the story that poured out of me. I suppose um, I'm in, outside of my work. Like, I would consider myself an activist, I suppose. I work, um, I was highly involved in marriage equality and I canvassed for repeal. And um, I'm the chair of Outcomers and Drawhead as well. Um, and I just think that when I sat there thinking that there was children in Ireland today that don't have full rights to both their parents, the parents that are bringing them up, that are rearing them, and that there's parents in Ireland that don't have full access and full uh, rights and protections to all their children. That just lit a fire in my belly, because mm. I just, that's not right. You know, I mean, in this day and age, like, whether you agree with, with, with the processes or anything like that, these families exist, whether you like it or not, and these families then should be protected in the eyes of the law. Um, so, unguarded the play very much while depicting kind of the strains and stresses of everyday life and the life of a single parent as well. So that's, I suppose, we can all empathise with that, whether you're LGBT or non-LGBT. Mm-hmm. But this one, the Unguarded looks at it very much from an LGBT perspective. And also then it, it shows the worst case scenario or what possibly the worst case scenario could be. So it, it kind of explores that as well. Yeah, um, and what I love about this play is it's tackling such big, you know, important issues that are difficult and challenging, but it is wrapped up in a mix of, you know, these hard-hitting kind of dramatic moments and then these completely contrasting light comedic moments. And this is something I think that was very important to you as well, to kind of have that lightness in there. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's kind of... Um, the way I like to, to work is that comedy will end up coming out in some way, shape or form, a yeah. bit of a clown. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, uh, but certainly I multi-role as I'm a, a physical theatre actor and that's the kind of work I like to do, mm-hmm. with majority, especially with my director Anna Simpson. Uh, she guides me through uh, the multi-roling with, especially uh, there's five characters that appear on stage and others that appear in voiceover, but I multi-roled two main ones, the father and the son, Stephen the father and Ty the son. And when you can see the, the world through the sun's eyes, I think, well, so I've heard from audiences, anyway, you just can't help but fall in love with them, which is yeah. good because I love them too. Uh, and I think that's great to bring a lot of uh, levity and lightness to it because he's obsessed with musicals. He is. Uh, <laughs> he is. So he and he knows so many musicals. facts about musicals, which yeah. makes me as an audience member feel a little bit more intelligent when I'm walking out, I have to say, because uh, I <laughs> facts about musicals. <laughs> I have to admit, now that's slightly based on me now, again, it's not for parents <laughs> when I was younger. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
but it is he has great naivety and great innocence yeah. like obviously the family is dealing with a loss they've lost uh, Ty lost his father uh, Stephen lost Stephen's lost his partner uh, and who was also the biological parent of Tyg. Mm-hmm. Um and that's where the legal issues come up then because um, I won't spoil it too much anyway no, I have no. to come to the doctors and Thursday to see it but um, when you see the world Tyg dies you know that innocence is infectious, I think. And, and not only is there a great comedy in it, but there's also moments of uh, movement. There's movement sequences trying to mm-hmm. tell the story non-verbally when we can. And um, I was going to bring that in there because yeah. there is such great moments there in terms of the, the dance. And I know this is something of a trademark of, of Quintessence. And, and yeah. you are, as you mentioned, a proud member of that that group. But it's, it's really clever as a device because so often there are so many emotions that we go through that we can't communicate. And and I think it's really clever that you use the movement to explain um, Stephen's state of mind. And also it's kind of good to kind of look back at maybe, the, you know, the tenderness that was involved in his marriage as well, his relationship. So that's really, I think, interesting to use as a device. Yeah, I think, again, like as I say, especially when you're working with a director like Anna, um, you try and tell the story um, non-verbally where you mm. can because as you just said like I mean you can express so much through movement that you can't necessarily through spoken word um, so we told the story in that way when we could and it's also a chance to give the audience a rest from maybe getting all the words thrown at them especially with some stages but there's some you know you're talking about legalities and stuff like that um, tell the stories where you can without words and also not just spoken words but also song because as I said before uh, Tyke is obsessed with musicals so he he expressed himself through song wherever and whenever he can (laughs) (laughs) often spontaneously which we love which we love absolutely and uh, you know as we we discussed you know you are tackling obviously these you know extremely difficult um, subjects which uh, you know are very much prevalent to our society now which is so important I think the arts really do have you know such a fantastic way of bringing these stories to us in, in a way that we can reflect on it is that what you're kind of hoping that the audience will do you know after Thursday's performance well I, like, I really just want to present this story and um, this is the everyday lived experience of a family like this um, and just to kind of create a little bit of empathy with the mm. audience that these people exist these families exist uh, and it's not right that they live in a legal limbo and I suppose to try and just offer out that lived experience and people as I said before people will clean you know it, there's the, the, the daily trials and tribulations of yeah. being a parent or being in a family right down to this worst case scenario as well which can happen to these to these families uh, so yeah that's what I want the audience to kind of take away from it that, that you know these people these families exist and they deserve our protection in the eyes of the law for example it's going on a national tour at the moment and it yes fantastic in, yeah in, in, in the Project Art Centre and we also had a post-show discussion with certain uh, advocate groups like Equality for Children mm-hmm. and um, Irish Gay Dads and people shakily walking up to the stage to, to do the panel afterwards because they were actually seeing their life yeah. reflected on stage for the first time or reflected in a medium in the first time for the first time and uh, you know fathers going you know I'm the biological parent of my child and when I go to do these talks and I'm driving away I'm thinking God what happens if I have a car crash mm. you know and my partner is left with my child you know these are very real fears that people have in Ireland today and it's not right uh, and look I just you know as I say um, I, I would consider myself an activist but I consider my work as well as well with contestants uh, a lot of the time too uh, as an extension of that so yeah. 
um, getting the message out wherever so I can, however I can, yeah. So, so important. And I think it's important yeah. that you have those post-show discussions as well uh, for people and to, for the real stories as well, like you say, to, to, to get out there to an audience, absolutely. So, so excited this has gone on a national tour. Going to be coming to Solstice, as we say, on the 1st of February. Where is it heading to after Solstice? Oh, so it's going to Burr on Saturday as well. And then it's going uh, in the northeast, especially it's going to uh, the uh, garage in Monaghan. Uh, and that's on the 16th of February. And it's going on Leap Day. It's going to the Rammer Theatre in Virginia and Cavan as well. And then all around the country, it's going to Limerick, Galway, back to Dublin a couple of times as well. So um, I'm thrilled. No, yeah. really. And I'm very grateful to Drahid Arts Centre and Dunton Arts Centre in for uh, support me with this as well because I couldn't have done it without them. Well, it's an important piece of work. It's a powerful piece of work that people need to see. Anthony, I'm wishing you the very best of luck with it. You won't need it though. But thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks Thanks a million. And people can find out more at at Unguarded Play on Instagram. Thank Thank you so much. much. Thanks a million. And also you can get tickets for the show on Thursday at solsticeartcentre.ie. 11 to 1 show. Picture this, take my hand on LMFM's 11 to 1. I have music from Taylor Swift on the way, but first it's time for the jobs. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Loud Me, the Education and Training Board invites applications from suitably qualified persons for the following positions. A school transport escort is required for Colostra Riga in Dunshockland and a special needs assistant is required in Colostra de Lacey in Ashburn. Details can be found careers.lmetb.ie. The closing date is the 6th of the 2nd this year and you can find more details on the local job section on lmfm.ie LMFM Job Search Taylor Swift, Cruel Summer. Just to remind you, Drogheda and District Chamber are holding a coffee and chat event. It is happening in the permanent TSB branch in Scotch Hall Shopping Centre in Drogheda tomorrow morning from 8am. So local business owners and managers are invited to chat with each other and the Chamber team over a light breakfast. For more details, you can contact Brenda at drogheda.chamber.ie or check out Drogheda Chamber's website, drogheda.chamber.ie for more information. Now, if you've ever wanted to pursue a career in Angar, the Shia Khan, you're going to want to hear from our next guest. We're going to be chatting to Paul Franey. He's superintendent at Balbriggan Garda Station. We're going to join him next. The 11 to 1 show. Ever wanted to pursue a career as a guard? Well, now is your chance because on Garda Shiakana, they've launched their recruitment process and they are now accepting applications. So if you think you have what it takes to serve your community, they want to hear from you. Joining me now to tell us more about the process and the important criteria that you need to be as part of this recruitment process is Superintendent Paul Franey. He's from Balbriggan Garda Station. You're very welcome back to 11 to 1. How are you getting on? Great, and thanks for having me back here, uh, Sinead. Looking forward to, uh, I suppose, giving the listeners a little bit of an idea of what we're looking for and maybe convincing a few people that this yes. might be the career for them. Absolutely. Now, what was it about a career in Angarda Shiakana for yourself, though, Paul, that attracted you in the first place? I suppose that mine started very early, I think, from that. As, as young as I knew what a police officer was, I wanted yeah. to be one. Like, and I can remember as a child watching The Bill. Yes. Starting out there, every TJ Hooker, every possible... Uh, police drama, American police drama, anything to do with lights and sirens. And I, I think as a child, I'd see, I'd see a Ford Sierra go by with the lights and sirens on and I was just fixated 
Um, and it sort of just became, you know, it. Some people, not many people get to live what the goal that they've always mm-hmm. wanted. I did. And, you know, it's, I haven't looked back. So it's been a great 23 years so far. I love that you mentioned the bill. Yeah, absolutely. And in your mind, were you good cop or bad cop? Good cop. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't have the face no. for bad cop. Sorry, Paul. Sorry about that now. But like, is it, it is a challenging job <laughs> as is, well. Yeah. But there are huge yeah. benefits to, to working in it. Like, you know, you can, there's a lot of career progression. You can move up the ladder quite well, can't you? Yeah, like it's, in terms in terms of sort of, in an organization that you could join, you can go in so many different ways. Like mm. I've worked in everything from like undercover drugs work to working in HR, you know, yeah, and that's very different, very different, yeah. you know, developing organizations, corporate strategies to arresting people for burglary and sort of everything in between. And there are so there aren't that many jobs out there where you have that scope without yeah. leaving an organization to do so many different things and so many things that when done well, can have a really big impact on communities, on society, making other people feel safer. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's as a career, it provides opportunities for people to do things probably they never even thought they'd end up doing before they go in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's wonderfully varied. And you mentioned undercover drug work, which immediately caught my attention. Like that must be like, I mean, I'm now I'm drawing on my television experience yeah. here now, Paul. Yeah. Is that like that must be so challenging as well to do and kind of anxiety inducing is it? Totally. Yeah. And look, it's it's a very, very niche work. Yeah. Not work for me really. Mm. Too much, again, good cop. Not, yeah, yeah not he, for doesn't, me. he doesn't um, have the face it's, for it. It's, no, I wasn't very good at it. It was the only thing I think in my 23 years that I looked back and went, no, I shouldn't have been doing that. Um, very scary work, very yeah. dangerous, very specialised, has to be done very well and we've got these days a very narrow group, yeah. units of people very highly skilled. They just do that and they do nothing else and it's very tightly controlled because it's extremely dangerous. So of course. It's, you know, and look, this was 20 years ago. When yeah, I was of course. And yeah, yeah. today things, things are very are different. different, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's sort of well, like... people could find themselves in that, as you say, if they have the right skill set. So talk yeah. to me about the recruitment process. You guys have extended the age now as well from 18 to, to 49. What impact has that had? So, well, we won't really know the impact until after the recruitment campaigns run. Um, but... What we're thinking of is there's a few different bits and pieces. One is obviously the more people that apply, the better. We're looking for numbers at the moment in a really, really challenging labour market. Um, but the other thing for me, like as a manager of frontline services, I have 100 staff at the moment, say say in the Bradbrigan district, sort of sworn officers. And the majority of the people on the frontline services are very, very young. Yeah. And sometimes like, you know, I think the youngest is 20. Right. And the average male doesn't mature properly till about 25. And I'm glad you said got, it, Paul. I'm glad <laughs> you said it. And it's true, the girls tend to be more grown up. And if you have two young lads in their t- early 20s in a patrol car, going to really complex domestic abuse mm. situations, engaging with young people on the streets in confrontational situations, that, that situation is radically improved if one of those people is a little bit older and has a little life bit more life experience. experience. Yeah. And yeah. you need both because the young people, like the station environment is because of them it's it's fun and it's energetic and they bring a wonderful they bring a joy to going to work every day because the place is full of people who are really passionate and interested and they've tons of energy and that's magic but you need something to balance that out because the work we do was too complex and too critical and and if you don't have the levels of maturity there um it, you know we won't always respond appropriately to every situation because mm-hmm. the people mightn't be mature enough. And so, that situation, as you mentioned, could accelerate in the wrong yeah, direction. Absolutely. absolutely. So in terms of, say, the application process, the requirements, the criteria, what sort of level of education do people have? What's the criteria for to, for people to apply? 
So the basic uh, entry levels, you know, sort of the, the entry levels from an education perspective aren't terribly co- complex. So you're looking at a, a standard leaving cert or mm-hmm. a level five qualification on the, on the national qualification framework. So it doesn't have to be too complex. You don't need to have a level eight degree, et cetera, to get in. And the training itself, will you'll get a level seven degree out of the training. Oh, brilliant. So yeah. that, that, you know, most people realize when you get into the Garda College, you get a degree out of it. So, um, and what about the Irish now? What about the Irish? The, like the, the Irish, you do not need Irish to join a Garda Shikana. You need to speak either Irish or English fluently. So okay. if, you, if, you, if you fluent English, you know, your sources, um, there will be some Irish training in the Garda College, but you can, do, you know, that can be dealt yeah. with then. So that, that, that barrier was removed a long time ago, particularly to sort of attract people from outside Ireland diverse backgrounds. Yes, exactly. And that brings me nicely to discussing diversity because that was something that you were very keen to emphasise the last time that you were on the show. You want to recruit a wide, diverse range of people. So that's something that's very important for this process. It is. And, you know, Irish society, much more complex, much more diverse, a lot of different backgrounds. And, you know, there's real challenges in modern Irish society around race integration um, and for in order for us to effectively police society, we need to somewhat reflect society and we need to much more increasingly do so. Um, that's challenging because it takes generations of people to sort of fall into careers like in Garda mm-hmm. to, And we're only really getting to the stage now where, say, Black Irish community, the, the children are reaching the age now where they can join the guards, etc. Yeah. So the numbers couldn't be huge, but they definitely could be better. Yeah. And we need to work harder at getting them better. And we're starting to see a little bit of traction, I know, say from the 2019 competition to the 2022 competition, there was a really good increase in applicants from non-white sort of white Irish backgrounds. Um, to see that translating through to the Garda College of People in Uniform is a little more challenging. So we're hoping once again this time around we'll do better. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, you're welcome from people from all different backgrounds. So uh, what, what about someone now that's looking for maybe like a career change? Are you looking for people like that as well? Absolutely. And again, that's where the slightly older thing will come in. And yeah. these days, like I joined 23 years ago, almost every one of the 120 in my phase three, 23 years ago is still there. Yeah. That's not normal. Like yeah. that doesn't happen anymore. And so what we're looking in the labour market is people changing careers a couple of times, you know, during their working career. So someone maybe 40 years of age has done one or two things that, OK, oh, I'm looking for a change, looking for something different. Or maybe has reared a couple of kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to one of my guards the other day and she's we're three kids or kids are now teenagers and she decided right it was time for me to go and join a Garda Shikana and again you've got people bringing maturity bringing experience people who know how to deal with young people yep. you know and that's a skill uh, and a, a vital one for policing and if you can police your children you can police the nation absolutely I've no kids so I can't, I'm no expert but I, I, I can tell that you know when I see parents come in who have a couple of older kids yeah. they engage with young people much better Okay, and so that's a really useful skill set to have so like and in terms people have we've seen some people come in they've maybe worked in sort of IT they worked in the corporate field and they decided well actually they wanted to do something different maybe something they give back to society and like all of the HR research that looks you know at jobs that people are happy in yeah they tend to be jobs where they're giving something back where you're helping other human beings you know where, where there is sort of sort of a pro-social outcome here from it and there's very few jobs like the guards where you can, if you want, every single day go into work and just help more people. Mm. Like we can't fix all the world's problems. No. It's really challenging. Not pretending things are, are perfect. It's a hard job. But every day you go home, if you're in frontline policing, you've helped someone. Yeah. And there aren't that many jobs where you can do that. And if people can reflect on that, it can be hugely beneficial and it can really help 
people sort of enjoy the job that they're doing. Yeah, and, and we offer that. It's, it's evident from you, even just talking about it, you're so passionate about it. And, and you know, that's that's definitely coming across. So applicants are being accepted until Thursday, the 8th of February. Where can people get information? What's the website? So publicjobs.ie. Yeah. There's a lot of information also on, on guard.ie. So publicjobs.ie, it'll give you the candidate book, booklet, all the information that you need uh, to register your interest in applying. And um, if you look at guard.ie, it'll give you all the steps, the training, etc. So there's plenty of information out there. Fantastic. Well, Paul, I've no doubt that you're going to uh, recruit lots of people now after that chat. Uh, thank you so much for coming Thanks, in and, and joining us on the show. Thank you. That's all that matters now, no there's Boys Own closing out the show no matter what on LMFM's 11 to 1. Thank you so much to the guests and to you for your company. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat to you again tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.